Welcome to the Decent Rowing Podcast. My name's Lachlan Davey. I'm here with my dad, Ken Davey, and together we have Decent Rowing. Today, we're going to be talking about what the absolute minimum requirements are for you to rig your boat before you get on the water and, and what you do with the oars as well. So the situation is you get to the club, you want to go for a row as soon as possible. You haven't rowed with the boat or the oars before, so you don't know if they're set up for you. What do you look for, Ken? Well, it, it's it's a pretty common issue this one and and the fundamental really is that if you if you're going for a row if you don't get your rig right then there's a couple of really difficult things that come as a result of that first one is if you don't have an enjoyable row because your boat's not rigged right then then if it's not going to be an enjoyable row why do it performance is a really critical thing too if you've got a boat that's rigged poorly then you're going to find that you can't get your body into the correct position so you can't really perform as well as you should also, having a boat rigged badly can lead to injuries that we don't want. And checking the boat before you get on the water is super important uh, from a safety perspective because water can be pretty dangerous. So it's really important. But often I'd hear people get to the club and they it's only just light because it's early morning or it's even dark and everyone wants to get underway. And so it's getting the boat on the water quickly is super important, particularly if you're training with a squad in single skulls and if they... If you can't really disappear until everyone's ready and on the water so there's a lot of stress goes on at this time. The critical thing I think is really important is when you're checking a boat before you get on the water you need to understand what the tolerances are. So what's acceptable and what's not. Now I imagine Lachlan you've had a lot of experience with your own boat where you know that it's going to be rigged properly and you just grab it and get on the water knowing that everything's okay. But have you had experience in the past trying to use someone else's boat when you go rowing? What sort of stresses do you get personally when you get into that situation? So it's been a long time since I've had to row someone else's single. Um, So it's always a crew boat that I'm getting into. And because it's a crew boat and we don't usually row it, it gets shared around a lot of rowers. So you really have no idea what to expect when when you first get to the boat. But for me, one of the absolutely critical things is I've got really poor flexibility in my ankles um, and my calf muscles, so like really tight uh, sort of ankle joint when it comes to the catch. So if I don't have my feet low enough, I need at least 20 centimetres seat to feet height, so the heel, bottom of the heel to the top of the seat. If I don't have that, I can't go for a row pretty much. I'll, I'll be rowing three-quarter slide and it's just super uncomfortable and I really would rather not go rowing at all. Um, most other measurements I can deal with, so if the, the heights are too high or too low, um, it's not too much of an issue for me, but an absolute um, non-negotiable is the feet to seat height for me. No, I agree completely. So it's one of the critical things in this for each individual athlete, because everyone's different, is to work out what your critical parts are. Now, in Lachlan's case, it's uh, seat to feet because of flexibility. With some people, handle height, gate height to seat really important. Uh, one critical one that's just a, a, a stopper for having a bad row is if the slides are in the wrong position in relation to where your feet are and you hit the slides at front chocks or back chocks because it makes it almost impossible to have a good row if you've got that sort of rig there. So there's a few fundamentals to, to check off on before you before you actually get out and go on the water. The critical thing though is to be able to do it quickly and efficiently so that you don't get too stressed yourself and you don't cheese off the coach and the other athletes that are going out with you. So let's just run through a few of the really fundamentals. There's two sections to this I think. The first one is what you do on the on land before you get onto the water and then what you do on the water. So let's deal with the land ones 
first. The, the first thing I think you should do in a lot of situations too is the boat needs to be rigged so you want to make sure the boat's rigged and, and ready. Uh, many clubs will de-rig their boats for storage so you just want to get it rigged. Once it's rigged though, things to check that are really straightforward. The first one, check that the bow ball's on. Uh, now it sounds like a thing, well of course it's on, but the, the beauty of checking the bow ball is you just need to glance and you'll see it's there. Uh, if you can, give it a wiggle, but just make sure the bow ball's there. Uh, heel ties, super important. Uh, getting out of an upside down boat uh, with, without heel ties can be really problematic and dangerous. So check that the heel ties are the right length and so when you pull the heel of the shoe up that it, it's caught by the heel tie. So they're the two main safety items that I'd suggest you need to check. Then I suggest what you do before you do any other checks is to is to just have a look at the heights in the boat. Now the first thing in my little list is to say, well, what's the, the seat to gate height? It's really easy to check. You just eyeball it essentially. If you have you, if you've got a broom handle, poke it through the gates and just see how it sits in relation to the seat. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, hopefully you've got your own measurements written down somewhere as what you prefer to have in a boat. But you'll find that so long as it's close, it's, it's okay. Uh, if the seat height is, is close enough uh, in relation to the gate, then I'd say that you probably just, just tolerate that. And so if you find that it's within a centimetre of what you'd normally expect, just put up with it and, and row with it. The heels below the seat, I'd say two centimetres, but uh, a variation. So if you, the distance from the heels to the, to the seat, uh, if it's out by two centimetres from what you're expecting or what you'd like to have, then it's probably pretty tolerable. Uh, from the toes to the pins. Now what I mean by that, and this is a pretty important measure, this is where your feet are in relation to the pin of the, of the boat. So if you look, if you draw a straight line across the boat from pin to pin, then you know how far your toes should be uh, in front of that line in order to have the right distance when you're sitting in the boat at the finish. Uh, and so, so that's a, a pretty uh, easy one to check. And again, if you're within a couple of centimetres, that should be fine. A critical one though is the distance from the front chocks, so the front of the slide through to your toes. And I just eyeball that to make sure that you've got plenty. Most people can put up with uh, the slides that come with the boat because they haven't got excessively long legs. If you've got someone who's got really long legs then you need to be a little bit more wary of that. You might end up moving the slides too far forward and hitting back chocks. So, so again, just eyeball it and see if it's okay. It's a lot easier to change on the land than it is uh, in the water. So that's from a boat perspective, that's the, the items to check if it's not your boat. Uh, just to make sure they're roughly right. They don't have to be that perfect uh, to have a, still have a good row. Sure, at some point when you're going to race and you've got time, then you'll make it better if you had the opportunity. But the aim here is to get on the water quickly without stress and have a good row. With the oars, really important that the oars are the same. Uh, so that's about the main critical measure. So the easy way to do that is to just stand them on the handles vertically on the ground and have a look at the buttons and see if the buttons are in the same place and that the length is, is pretty much the same. If it's out by a little bit, like five mil or so, don't stress it. If the inboard's out by a little bit, say two millimeters, I wouldn't stress it. You won't notice it in the boat in most cases. Make sure you've got the right size grip, so you have the right oar for your handle size because that's pretty important for having a good row. And then as far as the overall length goes, I wouldn't get too stressed about it. If it's 
within two centimeters of what you're used to I'd say that's probably fine but the inboard length you need to make sure that's a little bit tighter and so you want that probably within five millimeters of what you're used to now if you check those things uh, uh, you could check them quicker than it took us to talk about them it's really quick to do and if they're close enough they're good enough and then you can uh, do your safety check and get on the water so any of those particular items there Lachlan that you find more frustrating than others and how people should deal with that when it is a little bit out because it's pretty easy to get hung up on trying to get it absolutely spot on the numbers that you're used to and not really necessary yeah so when we uh when i get a boat down so the crew will get the boat down i usually try and make sure it happens as soon as possible once we know we're rowing that boat so there's often a lot of you know messing around people talking with coaches before rows uh, maybe you've got multiple crews they have to get in the right spot so as soon as i know what boat we're taking and what crew we've got uh, i'll get the boat down and we all start checking our positions in the boat um, for me like i said it's the feet to seat thing i really have to make sure that's right and it's one of those things that <clears throat> in a lot of boats there's uh a lot of boats I row anyway there's not a quick release for that sort of thing so you need to make sure you have the spanner ready to to make the changes uh, when it comes to the height of the gate compared to the seat uh, unless the seat has any modifications to it so like sometimes people have chocks under seats they're raised up it's not very common in a crew boat if um if the gate sort of sits in the middle of its washers, so you know a few washers on top, few washers underneath, sort of in the middle, I have a, a good inkling that I'll be able to row that boat. But if I have a look at that gate and it's all the way down to the bottom or all the way up to the top, I have to think, you know, what, what, is this boat going to fit me? And what I mean by that is like sometimes you're not always rowing a boat that's perfectly set for your weight. So for example, if we had a heavyweight crew, average of 90 kilos. Um, per seat and we're rowing a lightweight boat that's designed to have a 70 kilo per seat thing we're going to have to make sure that our gates are probably right at the top of their range um, but you know likewise if you have a, a crew that's rowing a boat that's designed for a lot heavier athletes than they are they're going to need to have their gates towards the bottom of that range so if you look at the gate and it's in the wrong spot that's a good indication that you're going to have to change it because once you get on the water, sometimes it's really hard to change a gate if it hasn't got rear clips. Um, it can be a pain, and in general, once you get on the water, it's a pain to change these things, so a lot of people don't. So they're probably the main things that I look for. Usually moving the foot stretcher position uh, isn't too hard once you get on the water, and it's one of those things you sort of have to um, guess before you go out. Um, but you can... One of the things I often do is I'll sit, so if I know that we have to set off, off a mark, so a certain mark on the slide that's a certain distance behind the pin, so at the finish, that's pretty common. Um, what I'll do is I'll go alongside the boat, so if it's an eight, and I'll literally swing one foot, if it's on trestle, swing one foot into the boat and almost sit on the seat or at least line the seat up to where I think is about right. Um, for that mark and that saves a lot of time when you get on the water and gives you an idea if you have to move the slides if you have to you know make bigger changes that are almost impossible to do once you actually hit the water so yeah a few a few things to think about there but you the more you do and the more you know what measurements suit you the easier it is to just eyeball it and you know that you're going to have to change certain things yeah, absolutely. And another way of eyeballing it too with a bit of help is to uh, just see 
work out when you've got a boat rigged correctly how far your uh, arm reaches from the gate, for example, towards the feet, and you'll get a pretty good idea if your feet are pretty roughly in the right spot. Having measuring it's better, of course, and the minimum tools I suggest that every athlete and coach should have is a tape measure, three meter sort of tape measure, unless you're rowing with sweep oars, you might need a bit longer one. Uh, spanners, wrenches to fit all of the nuts that, that are in the boat, and a screwdriver that's suitable for the, the screws. And the reason we want all those is so that you can just make sure that everything's tight before you hit the water. Another really useful thing to have if you can is a simple pitch gauge, like a silver um, a balance type gauge, which then you can have a, a, a quick check to see if the pitch of the boat's okay. So the angle on the on the blade is going to be correct. But you can eyeball that too. If you look a, across the boat at the far side gate, or even the near side one, but it's easy looking across the boat to the far side gate, then in your mind you can compare the angle that the gunnel's on and the angle that the face of the gate is on, and you want it about four degrees, and that's fine. So if you look at it and it's got a bit of an angle on there, that's that's cool. If you find that the gate's leaning backwards, then that's going to be cause you real trouble. So again, it's just an eyeball check to just make sure that you've got it pretty much right. Once you've done that, then the next thing to do is to just check that everything's tight, essentially. So check that all the nuts are tight and, and all of the screws are tight. And how often you have to do that, if it's your own boat, it's less often. But if it's a, a new boat or a boat that's been used by someone else or it's been transported somewhere, then it's always worth getting out your spanner, 10 mil in most cases, and just, just run over a few of the nuts just to make sure that, that you're not going to have something come off when you're out there. So once you've done that, then I think it's uh, ready to hit the water. So any bits you'd like to add to that, Lachlan, from a, a check? You've no doubt had experience in the past where things have gone wrong, like riggers have fallen off or gates are loose or buttons on the oars are loose, those sorts of issues. Yeah, so nothing really ruins your preparation before a race and having to stick your hand up uh, while they're lining people up to try and get a boat race official to come over with a spanner to help you tighten up <laughs> tighten up a rigger because um yeah certain things like really loose riggers uh you can't row with uh, very well and it can cause damage to the boat um yeah lots of things uh, you just really have to check to make sure all the nuts and bolts are done up um, once you start to have a few issues with these like every like people who've been rowing for a long time especially who started at school level will will have plenty of stories about how they you know, went out and the boat wasn't rigged properly or was loose or something was on the wrong way around. Um, you know, you can even put riggers on back to front on the wrong sides in certain boats. Um, yeah, like, it's it's one of those things. That you just have to know what mistakes can go wrong with your boat. Uh, make sure everyone's rigged on the same hole. So if there's different heights uh, for a rigger, make sure everyone's on the same one. Uh, check the foot stretches are done up, uh, commonly you know, foot stretches coming loose, or if you ma- people have made adjustments to the boat, uh, it, if, it's a, <laughs> if it's a big race and you don't trust your crew, I'd always go and check every nut. And it, all you have to do is put your finger on it, try and twist it. If it's, you'll know if it's loose straight away because it's not like they tighten them up halfway and then forget to tighten it all the way. It's, uh, they're not tight at all. They're always always loose. Um, when it comes to oars, uh, I haven't had too much trouble with oars in the past. Uh, usually people are pretty 
fastidious about how that works so you, you change one or you do it up you move on to the next one whereas um, that's not the case with the boat with the boat you might change seats around if you change seats around you're not going to change the oars for each seat but you will change where someone sits um, so that's usually the source of most of the problems and uh, and yeah so it's just a just a quick check that you have to do of the the bits and pieces to to make sure that you don't run into trouble um, I'd also do a, a bit of a visual inspection of oars um, before you put them in and head out uh, sometimes oars get trodden on um, and are broken you know or have quite significant flaws before you go out and I've seen you know quite a few oars just break while people are rowing uh, you know you couldn't really you wouldn't tell if you weren't paying attention but there's definitely signs that the oar is compromised before they start out on the water um, yeah so it's useful I, to check these things you know i talked to howard croker about that once and he says if an oar breaks it's damaged pretty much and so if you can see the damage first then you can save the oar because you can patch it so that it's saved so it's worth having a quick check as you say so once you've got the the boat on the water then there's a couple of really simple checks you can do uh, the first one is to just uh, sit put the blades in and then just sit at the finish and if we're talking sculling here then you just want to make sure that the the handles when you sit at the finish lean back a bit so the proper finish position with the blade square and buried that the handles come up to about your sternum about heart rate strap height and that you can squeeze them past your body in most cases then if that's pretty close to that then you can be content then I'd come to the catch with the blades flat on the water so that you don't inadvertently go for a swim and come to the catch and you should be able to sit at the catch with your shins pretty much vertical in most cases uh, for you don't have to sit there for this long but it needs to be comfortable enough that you could sit there for 30 seconds or so without cramping up then the next thing I'd suggest you do is sit at the at the at the in the center of the boat with your body rocked over ready for the catch but your legs pretty well flat and when you do that then have a look at where the the blade the angle of the of the blade away from the boat and make sure that it's not not ridiculous um, because if it's too much either way then you might want to move your feet in order to be able to balance that the that and the sitting at the finish position so you may want to move your feet a little bit i generally go off the finish position and see if you're comfortable there and if it's too tight so it's a bit close to your body at the finish the handles are then move your feet and if it's too loose then move your feet as well so get that bit done you'll probably find if you checked it roughly on the land you won't need to adjust anything at all make sure that your slides when you come to the front to the catch and you're at the finish that you you don't hit your uh, hit your the back chocks or front chocks a thing to watch just to be careful with that is that if you're at the finish and you're close to the back chocks then I'd just rock over as far as you can with holding your legs down just to see if you do hit the back chocks because uh, sometimes it's possible to sit at the finish and say yes that's pretty good and then you start to row and you find as soon as you rock over you're starting to hit back chocks so so just check those things now uh, Obviously, rigging is a much more complex topic than what we've talked about here. But uh, where we're sitting with this is just being able to get the get the boat on the water as quickly as you can. Uh, there's a lot of other aspects that we can talk about, but but not today on how to rig a boat so that it's perfectly set up for you. The critical thing, though, is that you've got to be comfortable. You've got to be able to reach the right positions for the good rowing stroke to get suitable performance, and it's got to be safe. Now, what we're 
do here is if you can step through in your mind getting to the shed pulling the boat out putting it on trestles uh, just checking all the nuts with your fingers making sure that everything looks like it's in the right place and as Lachlan says stand next to the boat and put your foot out as uh, in in the boat a little bit as though you've got it in a foot plate does everything sort of feel as it should be and then uh, head for the water pretty much and do these simple checks on the water and once you've done those then you find that it's really quite quick to get on on the water and I think one of the critical things that Lachlan said earlier is really important is do it first as soon as you get to the club get to the shed just once you know which boat you've got what seat you're in is just have a quick look at it and and just have build your own little list if you've got a tape measure that's clearly the best way to do it and just you know that it's meant to be a certain like 20 centimeters from seat to feet and you don't have to actually get the the height stick out and all those things in order to measure it accurately enough for this purpose it's easy to get hung up on trying to get it exactly perfect every time and the reality is within a couple of centimeters you probably won't notice it anyway and so just build a, a guide of what you think and what you know the right measurements are and then measure them against your body or if you've got a tape measure use that or a stick or just something so you can eyeball what the boat's set up like and say with pretty fair confidence it's good enough to row let's go so that's how i think i think people complicate it too much and the best thing to do is to say is it good enough for what i'm trying to do today and there's a few things that we talked about before that are critical but uh, a number of the other items don't overstress it just enjoy the row yeah one of the things that i would uh, highly recommend that i don't think i mentioned before is making sure that the slides are done up so yeah there's a couple of wing nuts on the underside of the the board that you sit on essentially and sometimes they become they come undone um, but worse sometimes they're done up so tight that you can't move them uh, when you get on the water because it requires your hand to get into quite an awkward position to to undo them and as they sometimes don't get uh, undone and done up very often and they don't get much maintenance and they become jammed. Uh, so if you're rowing a boat that you haven't had experience rowing before, you don't know that the slide's going to be in the right position once you've moved the foot stretcher, uh, it's worthwhile to get in the boat on the pontoon, uh, sit in it, and then say, yep, we're all good to go, and then everyone get out and push off. Uh, whereas you'll find uh, I've been in a lot of crews, especially more at a, at a more elite level, where you haven't rowed the boat before, you've thrown the crew together, you've got a boat, um, you push off the pontoon, you take a couple of strokes, you realise that you need to move your slides and you get your hand in there and the nut is done up so tightly and so corroded that you just can't get it undone. You have to turn around, go back into the pontoon and fix it. And it's something that you can do a lot easier once you're back on the pontoon. So, you know, with the those slide, slide nuts, uh, make sure that they're done up uh, and tight because if they come loose during a race uh, the slide will move and you end up with a much shorter slide and you won't be able to get your full stroke and likewise if you need to move those slides once you get on the water because uh, of your foot stretcher position uh, make sure you're at the pontoon because uh, then at least you can get out of the boat you can go get a spanner if you need it to undo the the nut or you can get a bit more leverage if you're trying to move it from the pontoon as opposed to reaching behind you or underneath you in the boat through the, where the bung is so um, yeah slides can slides can really ruin a race 
uh, if you don't get them done, especially if you're in a rush, uh, you don't want to be making those mistakes. Definitely. And a thing you can do too, if you know the slide's in the right position, it's always a really simple, easy check if you're a coach or, or an athlete is to just walk down the boat and put your finger under the inside edge of the slide, which has got a, a bit of a lip on it, and just try and flick the slide up front and back on each slide. And if one's loose, you'll pick it up immediately. So it's a really easy check. Just walk down the boat and just, just give each slide a bit of a flick at the front and the back, and you'll know if any of them are loose. Uh, but those little details can really ruin your mood if you don't get them right. So just another thing to add to your checklist. So if you found this info useful, and if you want to learn more about rowing, uh, head over to decentrowing.com. We've got a free rowing course and stretching guide that you can sign up for. You just put your name and email in and we'll send you that guide. Uh, I've also got videos for members, over a thousand now that include a lot of good rigging videos from, from top Olympic coaches. And uh, yeah, we mentioned a lot in this podcast, like maybe I haven't been counting, maybe like a hundred different things. Uh, you do need to know about all these hundred things if you want to have a good row. And until you get your mind across what rigging is and how you fit into the boat and what you need, you're going to be playing roulette as opposed to if you have a good row or not. If you have a boat that's rigged poorly, it guarantees a bad row. A boat that is rigged well, you've got a good chance of having a good row. So you want to take that part out of the equation and just leave it to your technique on the water you don't want your boat to be limiting what you do so until next time get out there learn your rigging and uh, see how you go with your boat